Welcome to Wealth of Knowledge. I'm your host, Antonio Barbera, and today on the show, we are going to recap the U.S. News 2019 Best Jobs Rankings. I'm joined this week by U.S. News Careers reporter Rebecca Koenig, and we're going to go over the ranking results, trends we're seeing for the best jobs for the future, and we'll go over jobs that rank well and have a high salary, as well as some of the best healthcare jobs that don't require going to medical school. Rebecca, thanks for joining me as we dive down into this research. Thanks for having me. So first, let's go over how the rankings are developed. Can you walk us through the methodology for the ranking? Sure. U.S. News ranks uh, about 185 occupations, and it uses data from the government's Bureau of Labor Statistics, which are updated annually. Um, We break our jobs down into 12 industries, and we judge them using seven metrics. And I'll let you know what those are. They are median salary, unemployment rate, the predicted growth volume and growth percentage, future job prospects, which means how competitive will these jobs be in the future, stress level, and work-life balance. And so can you talk about now the the difference between the 10-year growth volume uh, the 10-year growth percentage and the future job prospects. I mean, some of these jobs we may see have maybe a tremendous growth percentage, but that number can actually be a little bit confusing or, or may not actually tell the full story about that job's uh, you know, future prospects. Sure. So for U.S. news purposes, the growth volume and growth percentage uh, comes straight from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So government economists have made these predictions about how um, growth is is looking for, in this case, uh, the next few years until 2026. Um, and future job prospects is more of a qualitative ranking that U.S. News um, folks assign to the jobs, um, looking at how competitive this this industry is going to be versus how many job openings are likely to happen. Um, so the, the jobs that rank really well tend to have good job prospects, meaning a lot of jobs are going to be out there and um, there's not going to be as much competition for them. Right. So, so you mean, you may, I think the job you hear very often is, is a lawyer uh, that, you know, it, you may think that's a, a very good job. There's a lot of opportunities for you, but there's also a ton of graduates from law school who are going to be looking for those same opportunities. Exactly. Uh, Lately, there's been a lot of competition for lawyer positions, so that's exactly right. And now, what are some major trends that we saw uh, this year? Did certain patterns emerge from the results? Yes. Uh, It's interesting to note that we are essentially 10 years past the end of the Great Recession, um, and unemployment is at its lowest point in very many decades in the U.S. Um, It's a really positive environment. But in that environment, healthcare jobs and a couple of business jobs have risen to the top um, of the U.S. news rankings. Some other trends that are worth noting, um, as unemployment um, numbers continue to be good, we are just starting to see wages rising, which is really exciting for workers. That hasn't been the case for many years. We are also seeing bolstered benefits across industries, meaning Companies really want to recruit and retain the best workers, and to do that, they're starting to offer flexible hours and remote work opportunities. These are things that we know workers have wanted for a long time, especially younger workers, and we're finally starting to see companies respond. 
And another point that's interesting is that we're hearing from recruiting companies that some employers are starting to relax their hiring standards a little bit. They really need to get workers in the door. And so companies are perhaps decreasing the time it takes to hire people. They, if they required certain degrees, they may, you know, be willing to be flexible about that if, if someone's really impressive. So it really is a great time um, for workers across many industries to be looking for a new job. This could be people uh, who have jobs and want to get a high, you know, this is the opportunity for them to get a big bump or people who want to change careers, move into a different industry, a different field. That's right. And also, um, it, it was pointed out to me by one recruiting um, executive that if you've been working in a gig job or as a freelancer for a long time, this is a good market for you if you want to get a little more stability and jump into a full-time position. Looking at the rankings themselves, were there any big changes from the 2018 rankings? Were there any jobs that, that either moved significantly up in the rankings or, or down? So we had a little bit of a methodology change this year uh, in that we added a scoring tier for the future job prospects, that category we were discussing before which means that that altered some of the rankings a little bit. Um, but some of the notable jumps were due to changes in unemployment rates. Um, statistician last year ranked pretty well, and this year it jumped up to our, our second job uh, on the list because its unemployment rate decreased. Um, nurse anesthetist r rose from number 22 to number 5, also because of its unemployment rate change. And we saw a couple other jobs uh, similarly move up the ranks thanks to that unemployment rate, including mathematician and cartographer. All right, so you've touched on, on a few of them. So let's let's dive into the to the top ten list that we have here. I'm I'm going to go in in chronological order. I'm not going to go in reverse order and sort of have the you know the drum beat as I get to three, two, and one. But so we'll start from number one. Great software developer. I think it's going to be clear to a lot of people why this takes the number one spot. Huge job growth in the technology sector for this for this position. That's right. Uh, for the second year in a row, software developer is the top job on the U.S. News Best Jobs list. Um, extreme job growth is predicted about 30%. Um, the median salary crosses the 100K threshold that interests a lot of people. Um, and interestingly, software developer is one of the few top jobs that only requires a bachelor's degree in most cases. That means it's going to be more attainable for more people than some of the other best jobs. So this is why this is uh, topping our list. And so now I, I remember you wrote an article some time back for U.S. News about this very position and about the fact that it was a little bit more attainable for other uh, for people, you know, maybe 10, 15 years into another career that want to that want to change because of the positive attributes that this job has. Can you talk about some of the, the programs, if you recall, uh, that were available to somebody maybe mid-career? Sure. There has um, developed an entire industry around training people for technology careers. One thing follows the other. Exactly. So there are, there are plenty of opportunities for people to pick up these technical skills without going back and getting an entirely new formal degree. Um, some companies that offer classes of varying price points include General Assembly. Um, there are the online um, MOOCs, as, they, as they're called, 
offered by Coursera and edX, and those tend to be tied to a specific university. And then there are nonprofits that are offering programs for people who are, you know, low income or meet certain qualifications. One that I think is especially interesting is called Access Code, and that's offered in New York City. Um, and it's a training program that is free for workers. Um, and then if they get software jobs or other technology jobs, they pay the nonprofit back with a percentage salary share. So these opportunities range from a couple weeks to a couple months. Um, and they're proving pretty popular among people who want to take advantage of this really hot job market in, in technology. Number two on the list is statistician from our, our business category. Can you talk right. about that a little bit? So statistician is an interesting job. Um, it's related to data science in many cases, which is another kind of hot career topic we're, we're hearing about. Um, and interestingly, the Bureau of Labor Statistics doesn't currently include a data scientist as a job title. So you kind of have to read between the lines of other positions. And statistician is one place where we see data science represented in, in, the, in the government's um, information. So that job, um, along with mathematician, typically requires a master's or uh, a graduate degree. And you can be working for the government. You could be working for private industry. Um, in addition to, you know, teaching students and these positions help, help companies, uh, make business decisions. They, you know, help make predictions about what markets are going to be doing in the future. So people who have strong math skills can find, um, good opportunities these days, either as statisticians or mathematicians or data scientists. Now I'm going to read off a few more from the top 10, and I say top 10 sort of loosely, we have a four-way tie for ninth place. That's so there's, right. There's gonna be more than 10 jobs listed here, uh, ranked from one to nine. Uh, I just wanna clarify that. But the rest of these jobs, as I look through them, are all in the healthcare field. So let me read some of these off. We have physician assistant is three, dentist is four, tied at fifth is orthodontist and nurse anesthetist, seventh is nurse practitioner, Eighth is pediatrician, and then this four-way tie for ninth is obstetrician and gynecologist, oral and maxillofacial surgeon, prosthodontist, and physician. So we have this nice chunk of healthcare jobs, and in fact, 44 of the 100 best jobs are healthcare-related. We see this dominance of jobs from the healthcare industry. Why, why is that? Uh, as one professor told me recently, healthcare is pretty recession-proof. That means these jobs will likely always be in high demand. People are always going to need healthcare. And it's interesting that um, there's some concern out there in other fields about jobs being automated. Um, but people who think about these things tend to agree that humans are going to want other humans to provide them with healthcare. It's very intimate. And so um, economists seem to think that there's going to be high demand for these jobs. And because of that demand, they tend to pay well. So that um, is reflected in our rankings, and that explains why so many of the top jobs relate to healthcare. And do you think there's uh, <laughs> the stress level as one of our components of the methodology, I think is going to vary maybe for some of these healthcare jobs, but the work life balance seems to be pretty consistently positive for these healthcare jobs? A lot of this is about make, making your own schedule and being able to work when you want? 
A couple of them are pretty high stress and have pretty poor work-life balance, and you can kind of predict those. Uh, surgeons, for example, may be on call, may have to work you know, for hours and hours, um, and so it's a little unpredictable. So those positions are for people who can tolerate uncertainty and stress and work well under pressure. But something like a dentist uh, is going to pay very well, probably have a very regular schedule, and it's not that stressful. Um, you're probably not going to be performing life-saving surgery as a dentist every day. So you can definitely find um, a well-paid healthcare position that um, won't require you to be too stressed out or work on the weekends. We're going to talk a little bit more about the healthcare jobs in a minute, but I want to touch on a few of the other jobs that made our top 25 that aren't necessarily healthcare. So you touched on it a little bit earlier. At 17, we have mathematician. I think if a lot of kids told their parents in high school they wanted to get a job as a, you know, as a mathematician or they wanted to be a math major, I think a lot of the parents would just sort of assume that meant they were going to end up being a math teacher in high school. But there's a lot more to it, a lot more opportunities for that. Can you talk about that, that role a little bit? Yes, that's right. Mathematicians are needed throughout the business sector uh, as well as in government jobs. Um, the number of mathematicians is not very high when you think of it just in terms of pure quantity, but the demand for them is increasing um, almost as much as it is for software developers. So companies are moving into the, the big data space. I hear more and more that every company is becoming a data company, and so people who have good math skills are going to be in hot demand almost regardless of what sector you're talking about. So it's interesting about being a mathematician. You can find a job in an industry that interests you. You, you could probably do that, um, that kind of work in retail, in healthcare, in education, um, but your math skills are going to allow you to kind of cross industry lines. At 18, I think this is always this job does consistently well in our rankings, and I think it's always one that gets sort of the most attention and sometimes the most raised eyebrows, and that's cartographer. This is in the engineering section, the computer engineering section often. We're not talking about uh, drawing maps of the Pacific Coast or something like that. We're talking about uh, cartography as it relates to, to mapping in the digital age. That's right. Can you right. talk about this role a little bit? That's right. Um, I will speak for myself in that I use Google Maps uh, almost every day, honestly. So think about that when you're thinking about this profession. These are people who um, are updating you know, century-old map-making skills for the digital age. They are looking at opportunities to uh, help consumers make decisions. Um, they might be working for the military or or government agencies doing you know important kind of reconnaissance work. So cartographers also, like mathematicians, use kind of those technical skills but apply them in a business or government setting. And then the last one that we're going to touch on here in the top, this was twenty fifth. Uh, this was financial manager. This is a job that is going to have a high stress level, but may provide rewards and benefits in other, in other sections of the methodology? That's right. So financial managers are also in working in the business world, and these people um, you know, at certain levels are probably going to have uh, MBAs. Um, it's, a, it's a lucrative job. The median salary is topping $100,000 a year. 
um, the growth volume is pretty strong. There is going to be pretty keen competition for this role. Think about people who are working in the executive suite um, at companies. They are, you know, have risen through the ranks probably. They, they have proven success and business acumen. Um, but if you're able to kind of get to that level at a company, um, it will certainly pay off financially. Now, as we look at the best jobs that pay over $100,000, and we're talking about uh, median salary is what we use for this, as I look through the list, and I'm going to mention a few of them, it's, again, absolutely dominated by the healthcare industry, and that's why we've sort of, we the reasons why we, we've already addressed. These include orthodontist, uh, obstetrician and gynecologist, uh, oral and maxillofacial surgeon, psychiatrist enters the list. That's sixth of the best jobs that pay over $100,000. Physician, pediatrician. But a lot of people are going to sort of hesitate and say, well, that's great, but I can't really just sort of go looking for a job as a pediatrician. Uh, I, you know, the medical school is, is incredibly expensive. It's incredibly time consuming. And once you're at a certain certain point in your career, maybe your, your, your life, you can't go back to just go back to That's medical right. school and start all over. But you wrote an article about these best healthcare jobs that don't require medical school. And there are a ton of options out there in a lot of growing healthcare fields that have very strong salaries, a lot of strong benefits, good work-life balance, and the education required is a lot lower. So I wanted to, to touch on a few of these uh, in fact, so you have nurse practitioners actually ranked seventh on our list of best jobs. Uh, physician assistant is ranked third. Speech language pathologist is 23rd. Occupational therapist. Can you talk about a few of these jobs that are much more accessible for, for somebody who is not planning or, or, or simply would want to pay to go to medical school? Sure. You're right in mentioning that there are many great job options out there for people who are interested in healthcare but don't necessarily have the money or the time to commit to medical school or who think that they are not going to get in. It's really, really competitive these days. Um, these options often still do require advanced education, but the programs are shorter and therefore the financial investment tends to be lower overall. Um, often they are still competitive programs to get into, but they don't come with that crushing reputation that medical school does. Um, some jobs that I think are really interesting, of course you have your registered nurse, which um, you can get with a bachelor's degree. If you want to be an advanced nurse, you can become a nurse practitioner or a nurse midwife. And these folks have done their coursework to become a registered nurse and then complete a graduate program. And nurse practitioners in many states have almost uh, the same authority and responsibilities as a physician. So that's a really great option for somebody who wants to practice like a doctor, but perhaps is a little more drawn to the nursing philosophy. A physician assistant also has many of the same duties as, as a physician, um, and that position requires a master's degree instead of medical school. Um, and then there are the roles that are not quite um, the same responsibilities as a doctor, but they're certainly in the healthcare field, things like occupational therapist or speech-language pathologist. And I interviewed several people in those positions who mentioned that they were not even familiar with these jobs until, in some cases, they were out of college. And 
for whatever reason, they decided medical school wasn't for them. But when they heard about these other occupations that allowed them to work with patients very closely, to put their science skills to use, but operate in different environments such as schools um, from doctors, they fell in love with the jobs. And they, they really suggest that people who have an interest in helping patients but don't see themselves going to medical school consider these opportunities. I think these jobs are also great for resolving what is becoming a, a crisis, and that's a shortage of doctors in a lot of places that's throughout right. the United States. If you look through the Midwest, some states are really struggling to sort of keep their their numbers high enough to support the need for, for doctors. And so these jobs, a lot of times, they're attractive because you can do, a, as you said, you can do a lot of the same work. You can help people in need because there's not as many physicians in the area and, uh, and it's going to cost you, frankly, cost you a lot less and, and the barriers of entry are, are lower. That's right. Um, in a lot of rural places, the hospitals are closing. There is no facility within miles and miles of where people live. And so um, practitioners such as nurse practitioners or registered nurses really have an important role to play in those places. So um, there's, there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, and a lot of chances to do good for people. All right, I want to review. I'm going to go through the top 10 list one more time for those listening, and then I have a few more questions for you, Rebecca. The top 10 overall list, number one is software developer, statistician, physician assistant, dentist, orthodontist, nurse anesthetist. I'm extremely proud of myself for having pronounced that word correctly twice. Uh, at seven, it's nurse practitioner, pediatrician, obstetrician and gynecologist, oral and maxillofacial surgeon, prosthodontist, and physician. Those are our top jobs for 2019. Rebecca, if a high school student is listening to the show, or more likely the parent of a high school student is listening to the show, how does this help them? What Should, they, should this help form college choices or, or, or what major they should get, or is it mostly just an overall data ranking to look at? Ideally, these lists will help high schoolers and their parents consider what kinds of higher education programs make sense to pursue based on the time and money they're willing to invest and the career and salary returns possible from the investment. Some families might decide that an associate degree from a community college is the right option, where other families might be interested in career paths that require more years of education and more tuition money. So kind of having um, an image of what you'd like your, your future to hold in terms of your career may help you save for the education it's going to require. You may realize that um, what most interests you about the medical profession is helping patients. And if that's the case, reading through these rankings and stories um, might lead you to realize you actually really want to become a nurse because those people work really closely with patients as opposed to physicians who spend um, some of their time, you know, not really at the bedside. So ideally, uh, high schoolers and their parents can kind of use these rankings as tools to make decisions in the future. And a college senior or a college junior he or she is going to job fairs or maybe trying to understand how they can use their degree outside the obvious jobs. What can, what can they take away from these rankings? Similarly, these lists can help college students learn about the career options that are out there, learn about the prospects that they offer, 
Um, and maybe, as I mentioned, discover an opportunity that would be a good fit for them personally that they weren't even familiar with before, you know, before sending in all of an, all of those applications to a specific graduate school. Um, hopefully, a college student will have an opportunity to consider adjacent occupations, uh, which, you know, might even make them happier or pay better or just be quicker to get into. And it's important to note that some professions require specific majors, but these days many prof professions simply want um, an associate or a bachelor's degree. And we hear frequently from hiring managers that they're more interested in recruiting people who have the right skills, uh, regardless of the major. And so um, I hope that these stories can provide college students a little peace of mind to realize it's okay if they didn't major in one specific thing, as long as they are, you know, getting the communication and the technical skills that are common across fields, they'll probably be in good shape when it comes time to search for that first job. Please go to money.usnews.com slash careers if you want to see the full list of our best jobs for 2019. There's over 100 jobs listed. Do you have the number off the top of your head? I know you said it in the opening. 185 this year. Something, something's got to stick. <laughs> uh, and they're described in great detail uh, on their individual job pages. And there's also some nice editorial coverage related to the data from our very own Rebecca Koenig. Rebecca, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, where can our listeners find you on social media? They can look for my handle at Becky underscore Koenig. Great. Thank you. And I look forward to having you on again for our next careers episode. Thank you. And a thank you to our listeners as well. For more careers related advice, please go to money.usnews.com to read up on how to find a great job, how to nail the interview process, how to negotiate your salary, and much more. If you have questions about jobs, our rankings, or career advice, please email us at wealthofknowledge at usnews.com and we'll review some of them on our next careers episode. Please like, comment, and subscribe to our podcast so that we can help get more careers-related advice to as many people as we can. As always, thanks for listening to Wealth of Knowledge. I'm Antonio Barbera. See you next week.